What's up, party people? Welcome back to another episode of the Jack's Anatomy podcast. Um, this week, we're going to be talking about not knowing and the why or like, wow, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but I'm talking about like not knowing everything okay and recently i just um discovered audiobooks who knew wild concept because i really do like to read but you know who has the attention span or time to read anymore not me sadly um so yeah i downloaded an audiobook which is actually of a book that i've already read um it's called the voice of knowledge by don Miguel Ruiz, he actually has, he's the one who wrote The Four Agreements, which if you haven't read any of his books, I would definitely start with that one or just read that one in general. It's amazing. Um, but also The Voice of Knowledge is a really good book. And he basically talks about how humans, he kind of retells the story of Adam and Eve, right? And like the way that I think that it was quote unquote supposed to be told, not like the weird Christian version, not weird, but whatever not that version that we all know and we're kind of like what um basically like humans were born in paradise which is earth which is where we were just living chilling whatever and then there was the tree of knowledge and god was like don't eat from that tree because you'll die and then of course we ate from it because we're curious people and like honestly what did he expect you were like don't do it and you're like wait what of course i'm gonna do that anyway (laughs) and in the tree of knowledge or in the tree was knowledge and the he calls it the prince of lies right so then it's this because you're born as this natural um neutral being with you know you're only capable of love it's kind of like when you're a child right you don't have any judgments you don't have that voice in your head like always talking to you you don't have that ego all that it's kind of talking about the same thing So then when humans ate from the tree of knowledge, then they gained the voice and they got the judgment and then they got the shame and this and that. And so it's the knowledge that he talks about is the voice in your head that is constantly judging, criticizing everything, telling you all these lies all day long, forever. And most people don't realize that that voice is not them and so then they identify with it and they believe all the things that it says and then that's why everyone's so miserable and suffering all the time okay and michael singer also kind of talks about this in his book when he um what's it called an untethered soul i think um he talks about it he calls it the roommate you know it's just the voice that's always playing in your head like everyone's got one and it's the one that's like why are you doing that? Why are you eating that? Hey, go eat this. And then you eat that. And then it's like, Hey, why'd you eat that? And just constant rambling, constant gossiping. And it's also the voice that tells you things like, Oh, she looked at you funny. So she hates you. Like (laughs) very obviously not true, but it's so fucking believable. And it's all of your opinions. It's all of your, all of that shit. And none of it is fucking true. Literally none of it. But we, oftentimes forget that and we operate and live our lives as if all of these things are true and he also talks about how people when you like okay so if everyone has this voice in their head and you know the voice is constantly telling you lies then in a way you don't even know who you are let alone who other people are because 
you're not even talking to another person really you're just talking to your projected version of them like what you have made them to be in your head and then they are just projecting their made up sense of self out also so it's like you're not even really talking to anyone for real ever and he gives two rules to help you get out of this which is one don't believe yourself and two don't believe anyone else and that sounds kind of sad or scary if you will because you're like well what do I believe but he's talking about not believing all of the bullshit that I just talked about like all of the made-up chatter like think about all the thoughts that usually go through your head all day long most of them are completely made up most of them are the same recurring weird ass shit that you've thought about forever that's never come to fruition most of them is not true things a lot of them you know are completely irrational a lot of them you don't necessarily know are irrational but you kind of like run with them for a little bit like i would say almost 99 percent of your thoughts are just complete and utter bullshit and yet we just let them take us on this psycho roller coaster back and forth and up and down all day long through this like all these emotions and all this shit and so that's what he means when he's like don't believe it don't believe yourself right don't believe yourself when you're like oh i can't do that because i'm not this i can't be an actress because i don't know how to act i can't do this because i don't i'm not good enough right and that's like one of the core lies that we are taught at a very young age is i'm not good enough and I'm not worthy. And you're not usually caught you're not usually taught that directly. No one really comes out and is like, "Hey, you're not worthy." You're taught it indirectly in the way that when you're a kid, you express yourself completely authentically. There is no voice in your head. There is no filter. There is no judgment. There is no like you're just pure you. Pure energy, pure essence, pure love. You just act on your emotions. You just completely freely express yourself. But as you get older grow up people teachers adults parents condition you and poison you quote unquote you know that's what he talks about in the book with the with knowledge and they'll be like okay don't do that you know don't be rude don't say that that's rude don't do this don't misbehave and if you have to work really hard to do things and it's indirectly applied that if you don't do these things like if you don't work really hard then you're not good and then you don't get affection they don't get love and that's where we learn these things like I'm not good enough and I'm not worthy unless I prove myself unless I work really hard unless I do all of this stuff right and what that perpetuates out into when you're an adult is you constantly working 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 achieving 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 okay am I good enough now okay am I good enough now and it's never enough because No external anything will ever give you the feeling of you being enough if you genuinely don't believe that you're enough because you're constantly listening to the voice in your head or the beliefs or the subconscious beliefs, if you will, that you're not enough because that's what you picked up when you were a kid. And if you really look at any limiting beliefs, any behaviors that you don't like, anything, most the root of most of those is one of those two things. I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy, which is wild because just by being a person who's born, you are good enough and you are worthy. Um, So try 
to implement those two things in your life and see what happens. Like, don't believe yourself and don't believe anybody else. And he talks about how it doesn't mean that you just like blatantly ignore everyone. Like you still are the same. You still listen to everyone. You still, you know, have all your relationships with people. But when they're telling you their story and their stuff, you just are listening to it and you don't have to make their story wrong. I remember that was a key point he said. And my brain was like, oh, like just listen and let it be as it is. But you don't have to make their story wrong in order to make your story right. Like it's all just fucking made up. Um, I also wanted to bring up how we are so obsessed with knowledge in this day and age and with knowing everything, quote unquote, like we, we have access to more knowledge than we've ever had ever because of the internet. Like you can literally look up and learn how to do anything right now just on YouTube. You could basically get a medical degree on YouTube if you really wanted to and if you really went to the right videos and stuff. You can learn how to do anything. And we have this access not only just at the, you know, at the internet, but we carry it around with us every day in our pockets and our phone, right? So we know the weather, we know the traffic, we know when the bus is going to come. We know like 50 billion different types of diseases. We know what is happening on the other side of the world like all of these things that people before us never really knew at all I mean used to be able to track the weather you know more of like through nature and through patterns of I don't know whatever everyone's so disconnected with nature nowadays and it was more than just looking it up on your phone and I could tell you that next week it's going to be 25 degrees at 12 o'clock p.m. like that's wild and insane and this constant saturation with knowledge really creates this state of being where we are so uncomfortable where we don't know something which is ironic because we really don't know much of anything if you think about it like you don't know when you're going to die. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen 10 minutes from now. You don't really know anything. You don't know how your life's going to unfold. You don't know what your job's going to be. You don't know anything. But this obsession with knowing everything creates a fear of the unknown, a fear of doing things that we don't know how to do. And it, I think, has created this like massive or has contributed to the significant or just yeah the massive mental health crisis we have right now with everyone's like having such intense anxiety and depression and it's because we've forgotten what it's like to not know things and so we just stay so stuck in our minds so obsessed with well what if this happens well what if that happens well what if I go here and then there's this and then there's that and then this and that because we always can know everything and so if there's ever anything that you don't know your brain's like, ah, what the fuck? Because, I mean, that's literally your brain's job is to solve problems, right? So you just perceive this as this huge, giant problem. And I fall into the trap too all the time. So what works for me 
um, in regards to not knowing things or practicing not knowing things, right? Is to start with smaller things, okay? Like, obviously, it doesn't really matter if you practice or not. You still don't actually know what's going to happen. But just to make, like, big, huge things seem less ominous, like, big, huge unknowings. Like, I don't really know how I'm going to run my business or how I'm going to feel comfortable doing lives or like, I don't know how I'm going to do any of those things. Right. Cause that's all like terrifying to me. And it's, you know, can put me into a state of crippling anxiety if I really let it, which is what I'm talking about. So ways to practice being comfortable with the unknown and trusting yourself and your intuition, because all of these things actually, okay, no, we're going to side note that point ways to get comfortable with the unknown are stop trying to know everything like stop looking at the weather stop watching the news oh god if you could stop watching the news your whole life will get so much better i swear to god regardless of if the not knowing like you just don't need that negative energy propaganda bullshit perpetuating into your life ever um and i promise if anything is going on that is super terrible or super important someone somewhere in your life will tell you i guarantee it you don't need to actively buy into the news feeds. Anyway, I um, don't look at the weather. I mean, I don't look at traffic. I don't drive. Um, <laughs> I don't check the bus time. Like I've noticed this where I leave my house every day at 120. The bus comes at 127 ish, give or take. It's the bus. It's New York. Um, but for the most part, it comes like around that time. But I, I have an app that will tell me you know, it's coming in five minutes, coming in seven minutes because it like tracks the bus, the bus. And on the days when I don't check the app and I'm just like, whatever, it'll come. It comes. It's fine. The days when I do check the app, I get that knowledge in my head. Okay. It said it's going to come in five minutes. Right. But mind you, this isn't like a fucking GPS. Like it's not like Uber or anything. Even that's not completely reliable it's just like a guesstimate. Okay. So in my head, I get that in my head of, okay, five minutes, right? So five minutes will go by. It's still not there. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Where's the fucking bus? Like, why isn't it here by now? And then it turns into this whole thing of me being stressed and worried and anxious because it's not here. Is it going to come? Is it not going to come? Should I have just left? Should I have just walked? Literally just because I checked a thing. Whereas if I didn't check it and wouldn't and didn't have that five minute thing in my head, didn't have that knowledge, I would have just waited patiently and then it would have just eventually showed up and everything would be fine. Okay. Um, what else do I do? Not checking your emails for work when you're not working. That's, I mean, that can tie into having healthy boundaries. And then also just like, I, there's nothing in my email First of all, I can't do anything about my work unless I'm at work. Like I work at a hospital. There's nothing I can do about it at home. There's nothing in my email that I need to be ruminating on at home, worrying about when I'm not there and can't do anything about it. Like, do you see, it's just going to put knowledge in my head. Like, oh fuck, they're going back to this case. They're doing this. They're doing that. That I don't need to be thinking about until I get there. So, oh, another one I really like. People don't like this. Um, I don't ever check the surgery schedule before, like the day before or even the day of, I'll check it like when it's happening. If I want to know how many cases are left, 
But I remember in all of my clinicals, like <laughs> for PA, for when I was a scrub tech, obviously I had to check the surgery schedule. It's a different like job. Um, but as a PA, people always like to check the surgery schedules the day before to see what surgeries were on there, to see what frozens would come down so they could prepare. Right. And that's fine. I understand why people would want to do that. I personally do much better where I'm just like in the moment and I trust myself to know what to do with what's happening. And really, Max, sorry, my cat is yelling in the background. I don't know if you can hear it. Um, I never checked the surgery schedules the day before. I don't want to know. I don't want to be worried about some case that honestly potentially could cancel or whatever. I've never been like that. And people used to always be like, what? Really? Are you okay? Like, what's wrong with you? And it just, it's just so much better to not know. I promise. It's so much better. Um, ooh, another really good one. My period. Okay. I used to write down the day I got started my period every day, ever since I ever started my period. Like I kept track of it. And I'm not saying don't keep track of your period. Don't, don't. That's not what I'm saying. You need to keep track of your period. And <laughs> I'm saying that you don't need to write down the exact day because you don't need to force your period to be on like some perfect, you know, exact 21 day cycle. So I used to write it down and I'd be like, okay, it came on December 31st. So that means that it has to come by January 31st. Otherwise I'm fucked. Right. And then, you know, I would start to get, I would enter into luteal week, which is the week before my period where I just feel like absolute garbage and trash. And I'm like, oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. But it like wouldn't actually start. And then I would get really stressed about it not starting. And I'm like, oh my God, it's January 28th and it hasn't started. Like, what the fuck? Oh, what do I do? And then me stressing about it would push it to not even start even more. And it was just this crazy cycle because I got the knowledge in my head that it had to start on the 31st. And then that knowledge fucked me up. Okay. So now I remember, you know, give or take, hey, it started around this time. And I'm just much more in tune with my body and I pay more attention to my cycles and how I'm feeling and what's going on. I mean, I've had fucking 8 billion periods at this point. I'm 30 years old. So I know, you know, when this is happening, I'm in this stage. When this is happening, I'm in that stage. When I feel like absolute dog shit, I'm in luteal. When I start craving crazy carbs, I'm about to start the period. When I start crying for literally no reason, like, oh, that chip fell off the counter weird and I'm in fucking sobbing I'm probably gonna start it today or tomorrow and <laughs> lo and behold always comes always there and I don't have this crazy unnecessary panic stress about it um another thing oh this is another one that people always think I'm insane about whenever people fly places like family or you know, my mom or someone I care about and they'll give me the flight information. I never check their flight info because I don't want to freak out and be like, oh my God, did it land? Did it land? Did it land? Like what's happening? What's happening? Oh my God. I, again, trust my inner knowing that everything's going to be okay. My mom will text me when she landed. And if she doesn't, 
I sure as fuck will figure it out soon enough. You know what I mean? Like the knowledge that you need will come. You just don't have to be so obsessed with always having it and just like grasping on so tightly. Um, Calories. That's another huge one. People love to count calories, love to know their calories, all that shit. Again, unnecessary knowledge that creates unnecessary stress in your life. Like you can have a general idea of what you're eating, what's good to eat, what's bad to eat, whatever. Not bad, but like what you should eat less of or what you should eat less often, what you should eat more of, what you should eat more often. And if counting calories works for you, cool beans. Doesn't work for me. Creates crazy stress, crazy knowledge poison that I do not need. It's so much better if you just don't know, don't count the calories, just go off how you feel. Um, another one, which is actually kind of ties into what I watched a video or a lesson today from my shaman, and she was talking about the dangers of your preferences and how they can kind of morph and shape your reality because you won't see things for as they are you'll kind of make your reality reality fit your preferences um another point for not knowing is that oftentimes when we do something we think we know how it's going to play out based off of you know how things most likely play out based off of our preferences based off of whatever but you really don't. You never know what's going to happen. And that can be terrifying or that can be wildly empowering depending on how you look at it. It depends on the day and my mood, how I approach it. But for the most part, I usually like not knowing how things are going to play out. I don't want to know what's going to happen. And I don't want my life to follow a... Uh, laid out trajectory like I like that I am in New York City at this crazy job with all of these crazy things happening to me that I would have never ever thought would happen like if you would have asked me five years ago and told me that this would be my life I'd be like no fucking way you are 100% lying to me and I think that the only way that crazy life-altering things are possible for you is if you can learn to be comfortable with this unknown and live in the unknown because it's only really there that you can really co-create with your reality and get into that creative force and really let life unfold for you in the way that it's supposed to and not in the way that you think it's supposed to but in the divine way and that's all I got um I might have a lot of other ideas for other podcasts and they're staring at me in the face because all my notes are in one big giant file and I'm so tempted to start talking about them but we're gonna save it and split it up so it doesn't get too crazy in one big mess of a podcast um as always thank you for listening please rate and review and share the podcast if you liked it share it with your friends um i am making progress on my jack's anatomy course it is going to be launching soon if you like my stuff and you like my vibe please sign up for the waitlist the waitlist is open now and forever um and if you sign up for the waitlist then you'll be the first to be notified when it's actually going to go live and when you can sign up for the actual course which is going to be in springtime 
Um, thank you and talk to you guys later.